All right, welcome to the Apartment Investor Show, where we help you get smart and invest smarter. I'm your host, JC Castillo, founder and managing principal of the Multifamily Property Group. And joining me as always is my good buddy, my co-host, Mr. Paul Peebles, National Underwriter for Old Capital Lending. Paulie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, JC. How about yourself? Doing fantastic. We've got a special guest today, Paul. Why don't we let you uh, talk about who this person might be here? I've known this guy for a long period of time. He's a friend of mine. He also is probably the best of the best in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. He works for a small company called Marcus and Millichap, which is a national firm. So in the podcast today, we have Nick Flewellen with Marcus and Millichap here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He is the expert, and I'm glad that that, uh, he came on to help you uh, find the right deals. So Nick, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, guys. When you were saying all that stuff, I, I thought somebody else was joining us on the call. So uh, <laughs> that, was, that was very kind of you. Uh, you, you are the man. So, JC, tell, tell us a little bit about what Nick's going to talk about. I think what we really want to talk about is all you viewers out there, if you're trying to win a deal, if you're competing to win an apartment deal, you may have offered on lots of properties and maybe you haven't had the best of luck. Well, today we've got an expert that's going to tell you exactly what you need to do. We're going to talk about the top four ways to win a deal, uh, an apartment deal in a seller's market. And we're going to talk about things besides the obvious, which would be price and earnest money. We're going to talk about what it really takes to win a deal. Let me just give you a couple of quick bullet points out there, you viewers, to talk about the qualifications of this guy and why you should really listen to him when he's going to talk about these four ways. So, you know, he is the senior managing director at Marcus and Millichap, um, and he started at the company in 2004. Now, get this. Let me, let me read off some stats to, to you guys about this guy's track record. In 2018, his team, the Fluellen Hoover multifamily team, closed $500 plus million in volume of deals. They awarded 53 uh, apartment deals uh, in 2018 with a total of 6,800 plus units. And they transacted in five states, Texas, New Mexico, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Missouri. And get this, their M&M ranking out of 2,000 plus agents um, is basically the top seven uh, team across the nation for Marks and Millichap. So if, if you don't listen to uh, anybody else about what it takes to win a deal, this may be the person you want to tune into. So Nick, you know, great track record and thanks so much for taking the time. Why don't we let you take it away and talk to our listeners about what it takes to win a deal in today's market? Yeah, no, I, I, I would, thanks for having me on. And I, I think this is a great topic and it's certainly one near and dear to, uh, to our heart because it's a conversation we, we have on a, a daily uh, basis with, with folks saying, Hey, what do I, what do I need to do to, to, to be awarded a deal? And it's, it's frustrating to go chase a bunch of deals and, uh, do all the underwriting and the due diligence and, and finding yourself consistently coming up short. And so obviously in the market right now, as you touched on, it's a seller's market. So, you know, price and earnest money are, are, are critical. So if you're really low on price, you're really low on earnest money and you're not willing to go non-refundable, then, then you could probably turn this off and, 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 and go watch something else. Uh, go watch an underwriting uh, of a podcast. But, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're in the ballpark and price and, uh, and earnest money, which, which in every deal we do, generally we've got four or five people bunched up at the top. So assuming that's, uh, you're one of those four or five people, then what, you know, how do you, how do you get over the hump and win? And so that's really what, what, you know, I want to try to cover today and just give people a couple of, of practical nuggets that they can implement, uh, moving forward. And none of it's rocket science, but I think having a, a clear uh, and concise picture 
uh, all in one place is, is a great way for, uh, for people to, um, to take action. So, uh, so we'll start with number one, um, on a competitive deal. I know in a lot of situations, people have non-refundable money on every situation. Uh, you know, so to, to say number one, I would say no access agreement is a, is a hot button item right now. Um, of course, everybody would love to have it on an off market deal. You know, maybe a different conversation because you haven't had a chance to, to be as thorough and you didn't have 30 plus days to dig into the deal in, in many cases. But on a marketed deal where it's been out for four or five weeks, you know, I think that's that's uh, critical. You, you need to get comfortable with the asset uh, and all the the uh, different elements uh, that, that go with it. Um, during that 30 day period of time. And so what is an access agreement? Tell me yeah. a little bit about what you're talking about there. Absolutely. So an access agreement is basically uh, somebody saying, Hey, I'm, you know, during the time we're, we're going to be negotiating the contract. I just want to go out to the property and maybe walk a percentage of the units or bring a bunch of contractors out. It's essentially doing due diligence before you're in escrow. Um, and, and so uh, I, I just, I think from a buyer standpoint or, and really from a seller standpoint, probably more importantly, if they select you uh, as a, as a buyer, if you want them to select you as a buyer, um, that's an opportunity for you to potentially blow out of a deal. Uh, and that's obviously what they're trying to avoid. And certainly what we're trying to avoid as brokers too. So uh, it may, gotcha. it may make you uncomfortable. Um, yeah, but I would say if you're looking for a, a little competitive edge, if we had four or five that are all uh, trying to buy a deal, I would say it's not unusual for, for two uh, of those uh, to, to be requesting an access agreement. So that might be a, a quick way to differentiate yourself. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, if you're in a top four or five and, you're, and you're, you're about to submit your final offer and you're drawing up an LOI, I would add to it that you, know, you wanna check in with, with a guy like Nick and his team if you're, if you're gonna be doing that and just ask them, you know what, look, I'm thinking about putting an asset access agreement into this final bid, you know, should I do that? And Nick's obviously going to give you the straight, straight answer. He's going to tell you that for this deal, that's probably not something you should do. So make sure you check in on the final LOI and make sure that you, you've got the, the marching orders from the broker to give yourself the best shot. Yeah. And, and I would also tell you, I mean, you, you can obviously tell a lot about the condition of a property, um, you know, when you go out and tour it, but if it's had a recent agency loan on it and it's owned by a pretty sophisticated owner, I mean, I, that property has been picked apart and, and you could at least have some comfort level that there's not going to be anything uh, majorly wrong out there. So again, I know it makes some people uncomfortable, but if you're looking for that little edge, I would say that's certainly uh, an important deal point that people and sellers in particular are really uh, looking hard at right now. All right. So no access agreement. What's the, what's the next one, Nick, what do you got? Yeah. So, so number two, uh, I would say just having your your lender uh, slash mortgage broker engaged with the broker during during the process. Uh, in other words, it's very easy just to throw something out uh, and get a quick quote. But if I've heard from Paul three or four times during uh, during the marketing and he's come out and insured the property, and you know I, I'm I'm really engaged with him, that that's that's going to be conveyed to the seller. And that's going to give the seller a, a nice comfort level with how diligent uh, the buyer's been. You could certainly say the same thing about um, the management company and any other vendors, you know, talking to a property tax consultant, et cetera. Uh, but of course the, the debt piece is 
75 to 80 percent of, of your capital stack. So that's that's an extremely extremely important piece, and and having a, a, a high comfort level with the nuances of the property is, is is critical. And the seller is is certainly going to ask us uh, about each of these offers, and you know to be able to convey that amount of homework that's already been done, it would give you a, a distinct advantage. Right. You know, I mean, I would, I would add further to that, Nick, and I would say that not only is it good for, for you as the broker to have a strong opinion of the, 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 the potential buyer's ability to close, but let's face it, if you're going into a, a huge deal like this, the lender is going to be, you know, 70 to 80% of the capital stack. And so you, you really want to make sure that the lender is on board with this asset uh, in and of itself, aside from making sure you get the deal, because what you don't want to do is get into and potentially get awarded a deal where the lender comes back and says, look, you know what, we think that we ha- may have some issues with this property. That's going to be egg on your face with the broker. And that's also potentially going to be a loss of some earnest money. So it's really a good idea to have the, uh, the broker with you from day one, the lending broker that is uh, with you from day one. Yeah, and, and I would also say on most of these deals, you know, certainly on our team, we're trying to find uh, value in, in any way possible, uh, whether it's parking spaces or yards or, or something they're, they're charging for that other people aren't charging for uh, or something they're not charging for that, that you know, maybe it's rubs or, or something like that. So just having an understanding of how the lender's viewing uh, the buyer's business plan and, and what credit they're giving and what credit they're not giving is really, really important for, from, from our standpoint. And again, if you have a very similar price and, and earnest money going non-refundable, these are the little tiebreakers. And that's, that's what we're talking about here. Yep. So number two is make sure you get your, your, your uh, lender involved on the front end and make sure that they're communicating multiple times with the broker during the process. So what do you got, Nick? What's the next tip you can give to us? So number three is having your attorney teed up and ready to go. Um, and, and so what I mean by that is if you're on, uh, if you're talking to the broker, you're talking to the, to the seller on a, a buyer interview call, you know, hey, Mr. Seller, if you send me uh, the first draft of the contract today, I'm going to have edits back to you tomorrow. Or if you send it to me this morning, I'm going to have it back to you this afternoon. Like that's not easy to do. And obviously most attorneys have other things on their plate, but if you know that you have this deadline coming up and you um, have your attorney teed up and ready, that's pretty powerful. And uh, again, because it's not easy, it's a way that you could really uh, build some goodwill with a, uh, a prospective seller. And, uh, and it'd be impressive because that's one of the, biggest frustrations is, hey, I've awarded a deal. Now it's dragging after uh, I, I picked this particular buyer. Why is it taking so long? You know, and so that, I, I just I just feel strongly if you can have that piece ready, that's a way to really uh, separate yourself when it comes to. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd also want to highlight too is work with a contracts attorney. Don't work with an attorney that may work mm-hmm. on estate planning or may work on something else that is not part of the transaction. So if you're looking for a referral, talk with your lender, talk with Nick or one of his guys that can give you a referral to a contract's attorney that is, you know, is definitely going to be on your side, but has seen numerous contracts that they have either drawn up or highlighted or redlined that can help you move the ball forward faster with somebody that's done it, you know, a hundred different ways. So yeah. I, I definitely think having somebody that's been doing this for a long period of time definitely helps you win the transaction. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add one last thing uh, to that, which is is that I think a lot of uh, investors, especially private investors who are still growing in their business and, and gaining more experience, w- which we do a lot of business with those types, and, and I know, uh, Paul, that you, you do as well. Sure. But, you know, I think a lot of times they send the contract over to their attorney and just let them kind of go to work and and just – and just take that advice, uh, just what, regardless of what it is, I, I would say, you know, having the attitude uh, and making sure your attorney is aware that, Hey, look, I don't want you to, to bleed all over this thing. If it's something that you feel very strong about, then, then mark it up. But otherwise, like, let's go, I'm ready to roll and get this thing in escrow. That's right. I, I just think that simple conversation would go a long way towards uh, speeding the process up because at the end of the day, all of these deal points, they get marked up you know, end up getting, getting reconciled anyway. And most of the time the seller's like, you know, Hey, I'm not good with this, this, and this. And the buyer's like, Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, we'll just change it back. And, and, you know, it could be avoided and a much smoother process if, if uh, there was just a little more communication with the attorney up front. And again, I'm not suggesting anything material uh, be just ignored, but, but I am. I will tell you one of the things that I like is after the deal has been awarded, having the two attorneys talk, instead of going back and forth emails, those emails typically, typically take a week to have somebody make a decision what's going on. But if they can talk right from the beginning after the deal has been awarded, that helps tremendously. I think that's a great point. I think it's a great point. And, and something we try to do all the time is get the attorneys on the same page from day one. Definitely and, keeps your costs down. Yeah. So get them sure. on the phone. A, a half hour conversation or 20 minute conversation will save you thousands of dollars of emails going back and forth. It's such, it's such a great, it's such a great point. Uh, the other thing I would add my side is that typically these sellers are going to have a template, a boiler template for a contract ready to go. So make sure that you actually ask the broker if you can get access to that template ahead of time, even maybe even before the de- way before the deal is awarded so that you can actually have your attorney look, look through it and already have their red lines ready to go in case you are uh, selected uh, as, as the winner. And because in, in this market, I can tell you for sure that typically you're expected to be able to get through a contract and close on it within a week, maybe two weeks max. Uh, yeah. max. So that you, you don't have much time to really get things done once you get get award the deal. Yeah, JC, that, actually, that's a really good point. I, I, we, we try to respect the effort and energy that, that people put into these deals. And generally, we don't ask people to review and make uh, markups to uh, a contract before they've been awarded a deal. However, if you were willing to spend that money and take that risk, that would be a, a great thing for you to do to, to tell the seller, hey, look, uh, you know, here's my LOI, here's my terms, you know, I'm ready on this, this, and this. And by the way, I've already had my counsel mark up your template and, and we've got very few changes and here they are. That, that would be a very powerful differentiator. So, uh, and, and, you know, again, if somebody approached us and asked for that, we could probably uh, make that happen. But what we generally don't ask for that, uh, from the buyer. So yes, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Yep. So number three is make sure your attorney is involved on the front end and make sure uh, that they're working really closely with you to make sure that the deal uh, happens pretty quickly. So what do you got, Nick? What's the next one? What's four? Yeah. Number four, um, the uh, buyer interview call um, and, and its importance. I would say that uh, a few things. Number one, you know, and, and some people may, may, don't, may, may not know what this is. On, on larger transactions, generally you've got four or five people that are all kind of neck and neck. Uh, we will schedule a call with the seller and buyer on the line and, and you know, 
I'll moderate that call or, or Bard will moderate the, those calls. And really, it's just a chance for the seller to get a chance to hear directly from the buyer, figure out who they would be dealing with and, um, and go from there. And it may, you know, they may connect with, with a particular buyer or just really like someone better or really not like someone. And so I guess that the, the importance of this, in my opinion, is, is number one, for a buyer to be extremely prepared for this call. I think oftentimes buyers just get on the call and, and wing it, you know, candidly, um, and just talk about a little bit about who they are. I think there's a lot of rambling on the call. I think if I was a buyer, I would approach it and say, Hey, look, what do I want to make sure the seller knows and takes away about me, about my seriousness, uh, to, to buy this particular asset. And, um, you know, and just be really concise with that. Um, be positive on the call. So what happens is a lot of the guys that I see trying to get on the call that do not make the cut, they try to retrade the deal with the seller on the phone. They start talking <laughs> about the, how bad the paint looks, what, what this, what's going on in the interiors, and they try to retrade the deal on the phone. Do not do that. Be very positive. Talk a little bit about where you got the property taxes. Talk a little bit about what your rehab plans are. Tell them where the equity is coming from. You know, that's already committed capital that people are already going to put money into the deal. Talk about the transaction itself. When you think you're going to close, how the loan's going to be financed, who's going to do it, what their experience level is, who your partners are in this deal, what they've done in the past. I mean, don't try to get on the phone and retrade the deal. Uh, let the broker, let Nick handle the call and, and he'll let you have the microphone to talk a little bit about it, but don't try to retrade the deal with the, the seller. Uh, I would also just say, you know, to be humble. I think a lot of times people want to try to impress a seller and, and, and almost come across as, as, you know, a little egotistical at times and, and want to present themselves as if, hey, I belong at the table here and I'm the real deal. And I, and I think the seller knows you're the real deal or they wouldn't be interviewing you in the first place. Uh, I, I would just you know, approach it with, with humility. And, and I would say most importantly, if you take nothing away from this bullet point, other than this is the seller needs to know from your mouth as clearly as possible that if you choose me, this will be, just forget about it. It's over. It's done. This will be the easiest transaction of your life. And this deal is very important to me and I will make it happen. And, and I, think, I think you're talking about the, the JC Castillo playbook. That's exactly yeah. how JC is on every call that he has with the seller. Well, I've, I've, I've closed a lot of deals with JC, so I, I definitely know that. And, uh, and it's, it's obviously worked for him and, and it's, and it's worked for a number of other people, but uh, I, I just, those calls, it's, it's amazing. I think it's real easy to go through the motions when you fill out the questionnaire and you do those calls. But, if you're real serious about a deal, I just feel like in general, people don't put enough time and effort into preparing for that call and really understanding what the seller's hot buttons are. And so, you know, hey, call me and say, hey, what do I really need to emphasize? What are the, the seller's hot buttons? Uh, a lot of times I won't offer that up unless people are, are digging in because it's, it's really kind of another test to see who wants the deal, who's really digging in, who's getting prepared for the call. That's, that's kind of the point of it is, is who's prepared. And so, yeah, I don't want to make them prepared. I want to know who is prepared. So, yeah, so it's, it's very important. Um, and it, it ultimately is generally the tiebreaker. If, if it's, you know, in addition to these other things, all these, the first three points are all things you can convey on that 
that buyer interview call. But, uh, but ultimately, a lot of times that's the tiebreaker. The seller has a real good feel for who they would most like to work with after those calls. And, and sometimes the opposite, who they definitely don't want to work with. I mean, wow, Nick, it's such, such great advice, man. I, I really got to thank you. I'm going to go ahead and recap these because this is really important. So number one is in this market, no access agreement really is kind of standard procedure. That's what you guys should expect out there. Number two is make sure you get your lender involved and that you have your lender communicating with the broker ahead of time that you're qualified to do the deal from a lending perspective. Number three is make sure you've got your attorney lined up ahead of time and make sure that they're turning things around real quickly and that you're managing them so that they don't kill it. Uh, kill the deal with red lines. And number four is if there's a buyer interview call that's part of the deal, make sure that you're number one, that you're prepared and make sure you've got a little bit of humble pie uh, so that you don't come across as a, a kind of a cocky person. And that's really important to a seller knowing that they can transact with somebody that they're going to feel good about. Did I summarize that right, Nick? Absolutely. Well, Nick, you know, thanks a lot. Why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you uh, if they want to work with uh, an amazing broker uh, in the areas that you transact? Yeah, yeah. Um, our website is uh, multifamilyadvisors.com. Um, you know, and you can reach me by phone directly at uh, 972-755-5214. Um, and we'd love to, uh, to uh, talk with anybody. Uh, we have uh, a large team of 15 that, that works with investors who are trying to buy their first deal. Um, which, which could be a very small deal and, and obviously up to, to very large transactions. And, and as you touched on earlier, we're, we're really kind of in this entire region. So uh, we, we have access to deals, not just in DFW, but, but in this entire region. So uh, sure appreciate uh, both of you guys and, and for having me on today. That's great. Well, Polly, if somebody wants to do a loan with a, with a really great uh, lending agent, lending company, how can they get a hold of you? Let me see if I can find one. <laughs> Uh, again, Paul Peebles, Old Capital, go to oldcapitallending.com, uh, oldcapitallending.com. Uh, we've closed, I've closed 5,700 apartment loans. They've been doing it for about 35 years. Give us a call. And JC, how about you? Well, uh, as you guys know, if you want to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with our company, our principal at our company, you can go to our website at multifamilypropertygroup.com. Go to the Contact Us section and just submit a request to schedule a 15-minute consultation. We'd be happy to talk with you about how we, want, we might be able to uh, help you out. So that's all we got for the show today. Thanks a lot for joining, and we will talk to you next time. Signing out. Thanks a lot.